the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back, listeners, to the Missional Life Podcast. Today, we are joined by Evangelist Alveda King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. She's also the niece of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., author of multiple books, and executive producer of the recently released film, Roe versus Wade. Alveda, welcome to the Mission of Life yes, podcast. Yes, welcome today. Thank you both, and hello to all of your listening and viewing audiences. Alveda, in the, in the Bible, John 8.32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And you have put blood, sweat, and tears into helping get the truth out there on such a monumental and tragic decision. What impact are you hoping to see as a result of this film? Several years ago now, when Nick Loeb, the visionary for the film, he, it was his dream, his vision, and he was joined by Kathy Allen, and the two of them together began on this adventure, I call it. They called me and asked me if I would be an executive producer with them, and I agreed. Now, Nick's desire, and that's mine too, he said people just need to know how abortion became legal in the United States of America. Their effort is not to proselytize or convert anybody to Christ or convert people to help us get rid of the bill, I mean, the legislation, the judiciary decision, let me be clear on that, Roe v. Wade, that's not the goal, but just to let people know how abortion became legal, the killing of a human being in the womb of his or her mother, violating the human rights and the civil rights of that baby. How did that become law? How did that crime against humanity become legalized? So that's the goal of the film. And I believe that the film is doing just that. The challenge is COVID-19 hit. So the film did not go to the big screen and you have to get it now streaming. Everybody doesn't necessarily know how to do that. So we're relying on people who do to stream it themselves, have streaming parties, invite people to get it. It'll be available in May, I believe, on DVD as well. So those are some of the challenges we are experiencing. Wow. Wow. You know, we had the opportunity to view the film. Uh, outstanding. Well done. It's just, um, wow, it presents such an informative view of, of the case. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know some about Roe versus Wade, but there was so much more to the story that we had never heard before. And while you've been an advocate for the unborn for quite some time, what part of the untold story strikes you as most shocking? To me, was very shocking. I didn't know it. And I have been a state legislator. I've been elected to office. I hold a paralegal certification. I've been a presidential appointee twice. However, I had not examined the case as thoroughly as we are seeing it reviewed now to know that two of the justices had family members who were affiliated with Planned Parenthood, either volunteers or working for Planned Parenthood. That's an obvious conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. Many people did not know about Dr. Mildred Faye Jefferson. I did, the first Black woman to graduate from Harvard School of Medicine. And she was the second president of National Right to Life. And I knew Dr. Jefferson, so I did. But many people did not know about Dr. Jefferson either. Or two other points, that Dr. Bernard Nathanson, who was the medical authority uh, for the uh, 
effort to become law, Roe v. Wade to become law, and that he had a transformation of heart. A lot of people didn't know that, and he recanted from his abortion position, and so did Norma McCarvey, who is the Roe in Roe v. Wade, and although the movie does not cover Doe v. Bolton, uh, the, the Sandra Kano. So Sandra and Norma never had abortions, but were used. It's amazing that all of that happened, and so many people did not understand that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So what would you say to women and men for that matter, who are so entrenched in the deceptive pro-choice mantra of my body, my choice in relation to the film? At Priest for Life, that's I'm pastoral associate there. I work with civil rights for the unborn. So informing, educating, and activating people for the sanctity of life, letting people know that I put it this way, and, and I started when I became pro-life in 1983 as a born-again Christian. I asked the question, I said, a woman has a right to choose what she does with her body. The baby is not her body. Where is the lawyer for the baby? Then I asked, how can the dream survive if we murder our children? So we have to know that a woman does have a right to choose what she does with her body. The baby is totally different, distinct. They're with her in her body nurtured for nine months and then after that the baby uh is very obvious that that's not his mo its mother his or her mother so what we have to say is that abortion is a civil wrong and it violates the civil rights of the weakest abortion also harms women our bodies our souls and our spirits i had abortions and had to repent and get healing from the lord and natural healing some surgical procedures and things. And then I was able to bear six living children. Some women who have the abortions can never have a living baby. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's so much more than just that simple walk in, walk out, isn't there? It, there sure is. There sure is. And it hurts worse than getting a tooth pulled. They always would say, oh, it's not as bad as getting a tooth pulled. Yes, it is. Worse. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. And, you know, as someone who's fought their whole life for a cause, for a mission, what would you say to the person out there who is just finding out the cause or mission that they are called to fight for? What does it take to fight a lifetime for something and to not give up? A battle has to be won in every generation. Now, there's one battle that we don't have to fight anymore, one war. We don't have to fight for Jesus to be Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. So we are in occupation. And as we are in occupation of the kingdom of God and in the Greek, the word occupy means do business until I come. So we have the task now of keeping the territory that Jesus won for all of us and to do the business of informing, educating and activating people about the sanctity of all life, about the lordship and authority of Christ. All of that goes together. So in every generation, we have to proclaim good news. Well, the good news is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him, through Jesus, the world would be saved. So having everlasting life includes allowing the little babies to be born into this world, into this life in the very first place. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. So full of truth. So, um, so impacting as was the film Roe vs. Wade. And um, thank you. Wow. We, you know, we were, we were moved. We we're so encouraged and we know listeners, you, uh, you will be blessed by this film. 
Well, you absolutely will. I'm going to have to leave you and step away. But I want you to remember that life is sacred from the womb to the tomb. And that in our generation, we can proclaim that truth. And I really appreciate that opportunity to tell you that. Absolutely. Alvita, an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Blessings and all you God bless you both. Thank you. Bye. Bye.